Ultrasound Gel Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Ultrasound Gel Podcast. I'm Mike Pratz and today I'm joined by Cray Bolger and Jacob Avila. Hello. Hello. So today, another transesophageal echo article. This one's exciting. It's titled, Transesophageal Echocardiography During Cardiopulmonary Resuscitation is Associated with Shorter Compression Pauses Compared with Transthoracic Echocardiography. So this is one of those ones that it kind of says the findings right in the title. This was published in the Annals of Emergency Medicine, February 2019. And if you guys haven't heard about using transesophageal echo in a point-of-care fashion, then Where you're, have you been? you're maybe a little bit behind the times right now. It's kind of blowing up. Everybody wants it. Everybody's trying to use it. The idea is that in this subset of critically ill, crashing, or arresting patients, transesophageal echo can provide a lot of information and continuous monitoring of the resuscitation, which is one of the benefits over transthoracic echo. So that means patient comes in in arrest, you throw in a probe, and then you get a look at the heart while compressions are going on. You can tell, are they actually efficacious compressions? Do you find an etiology to the arrest? And then lastly, when you're doing your rhythm checks and you need to find a pulse, do you really need to pause as long to feel a pulse if you can just look at the heart instantly? So that's the idea behind TEE that this article in particular wanted to address. They said, hey, there's some evidence for this. Why don't we look at all of our cardiac arrests and see if the pulse checks where they used TEE were shorter than manual checks or transthoracic echo. Although TEE has gained a lot of popularity, we don't have a ton of evidence to support many of these patient-oriented outcomes. It has a lot of these theoretical benefits, but so far all of these case series or these observational trials have tried to just demonstrate that it's feasible or that we can do it or that it can cause changes in management. But this would be the first article that shows it can kind of cut down on something that we're, we're worried about and that we think TEE poses a good solution to. Jacob, why don't you walk us through how they performed this study? Sure. So this was a uh, retrospective analysis at a single institution uh, to Salt Lake City in Utah. And they have four resuscitation rooms, and all of them have video and audio recording that are motion activated. It was kind of cool. So they just like turn on whenever they see commotion, I guess. Um, now, what they did was they were able to identify about 25, not about, exactly 25 uh, patients that were getting resuscitation. And with those 25, they captured 139 pulse checks. And they compared when ultrasound wasn't used at all, when transthoracic was used, and when transesophageal was used. Now, at Utah, at, in that Salt Lake City uh, ER, University of Utah, um, they have quite a bit of ultrasound fellowship trained attendings that have experience with that TEE. At the time of this study, there was four of them that did it. So the individuals who did the TEE, they were not really involved in the resuscitation. Their job was just to do the TEE. And they recorded all of these times. And I think it's relevant that they excluded any of the pulse checks where something else was going on. Like if you were placing a line or intubating the patient or shocking the patient or anything else that could have muddied the water as to whether ultrasound was causing a delay or something else was, they excluded those pulse checks. All right. So, Cray, 
what are the results? What happened here? So of these 139 positives, 22% were TTE, 30% were TEE, and 47% were palpation only. And what they found is that there was not any statistically significant difference between TEE and palpation. However, there was a significant difference between TTE and TEE. Nine seconds with the transesophageal compared to 19 with the transthoracic. So a pretty significant difference between the two. My only thought with this is A, TEE is expensive and I think it's a big stretch that could potentially hurt our community saying it's the standard of care for cardiac arrest because there's a lot of logistics that go into it. And as we can see here, even at an institution where this has been an ingrained portion of their culture for a while, probably one of the earlier adopters of this, there's still only 30% of the time are they using TE and cardiac arrest. Part of me says, yay, we have a benefit to TEE. The other part of me says, why aren't we working to make our TTE times better? Because we know ultrasound can be helpful in cardiac arrest. There's no way in heck it takes 20 seconds if you're doing it the right way. So how do we train up that skill, which is something that almost every emergency medicine provider is exposed to and should be competent in by the end of their training to make fast TTE during cardiac arrest. We should be teaching people to do that basic skill better before we try to get into these more advanced skills, which do have other things to consider like cost and complications. That's my soapbox. No, it's a, it's a good soapbox. I mean, that's, that's one of like, I'm going to write up there with you, you know, um, that's one of like my issues with it. I, when we're doing this, we always basically get everything ready for the ultrasound when the defibrillator is charging, right? So like 15 seconds before pulse check, um, rag in the other hand. And as soon as that pulse check happens, you know, a sub xiphoid view, if you can't get it, someone says 10 seconds are up and you are off the chest. You know, that there's no, like, like you said, there's no, like, kind of, like, wiggling around, oh, I almost got it. Like, it's got to come off after 10 seconds, right? So that that's, like, my little, like, side thing. I'm, I'm right there with you, Cray. Although, it, it would be kind of nice, and that's what this study shows, that TEE is probably a better thing if you're going to be using your echo in arrest. And I think it's beneficial because... You don't have to do anything during pulse check. The probe is already there. And also, like, you can help guide your resuscitation during the compressions. Like, you can, like, say, well, no, you know, you need to compress harder. You need to move down to the left border a little bit more. Um, so there's, there's a lot of benefits to that TEE. And I would have liked to have seen, I mean, it's kind of a small patient population. It would have been good to see if there were any differences in outcome when TEE was used versus, you know, palpation or TTE. Yeah, and ultimately, if you come at it from the perspective of we – we know that multiple studies now have shown that transthoracic echo causes these delays. And I totally agree with you guys. This can be avoided. It doesn't have to be. But if we are at that starting point of this is now causing delays for whatever reason, and now we show that TEE, which we know can provide the information of transthoracic plus a lot more, now doesn't have that same disadvantage, I think that's a step in the right direction and at least shows that there is some credence to these benefits of TEE. I mean, in this data, TEE was even shorter than the manual compressions. And I think the, the authors would have loved for that to be statistically significant to show that TEE is superior to manual palpation and transthoracic. Uh, but the numbers didn't pan out here because it was only a difference of a couple seconds in, in their analyses. So I think maybe it just wasn't powered to show that's, 
that difference. And then you get asked the question, is it clinically significant to have a two second difference in pauses? That part, I think we can argue. If you look at the perfusion curves, um, I think we can easily argue that two seconds matters, um, even if it's not statistically significant. Like maybe we need to change the way we look at that is where do we fall in that perfusion curve? Like, okay, so it doesn't matter in a, you know, statistical analysis, but when we look at cerebral perfusion pressures and how quickly they drop and how hard they are to recover, two seconds is a lot. Like that is 20% of your time off the chest. So I would argue that two seconds does matter a lot. In these cases, I just, I also have a little bit of skepticism that their pulse checks are happening that fast manually. Like I've noticed my, I'm done with my echo before anybody, my transthoracic echo, before anybody's called out a pulse. So, and maybe it's just the way we do it. But I think that's something too, you have to learn to walk before you can run. Like I think transesophageal echo is great, but you have to know what you're looking at, how to place the probe. Um, and again, this is an institution with it well ingrained in their training that I would argue you're not going to have this in your community hospital right away or anytime in the next five to 10 years. So we need to teach people to do TTE better and more efficiently. Now, another interesting thing that I considered when I was looking at this data, they do a great job of showing every individual cardiac arrest and what modality was used and when on a little timeline. Uh, One thing that's interesting is that you would expect as a resuscitation goes on, the echo checks may become shorter, right? You're kind of just rechecking things you've probably already assessed for the etiologies of the arrest. You're just looking for, is the heart beating at this point? So in my mind, that would kind of Uh, change the results of resuscitations that are going on for longer, for whatever reason, may end up having shorter checks towards the end of it, which would kind of bias towards whatever modality was being used in that case. And when you only have 25 patients overall, that makes a big difference. So 30% of these cases had TEE. If those ones went on longer, they might, it might shorten the average pulse check over time. Just a thought. No, I like that. Good thought. Now, the other thing is that, Jacob, you mentioned that a lot of these guys are TEE wizards here. And so another study on cardiac arrest showed that just having an ultrasound fellowship training decreased the pulse check time. One of the studies that showed delays in chest compressions showed that there was an advantage in like three seconds or something if you just because an ultrasound trained attending was present. So that is another uh, bias towards the TEE that would perhaps uh, provide some of the time advantage already. All right, so I think that's it. This is a pretty short and simple study and really important. So let me summarize it. This was a retrospective single center study where they had 25 cardiac arrest, ended up analyzing 139 pauses. Their primary outcome was the mean pause duration and they found that transesophageal echo was superior to transthoracic echo and manual palpation was superior to transthoracic echo, but there was no significant difference between transesophageal and manual palpation for these mean time of rhythm check duration. So my take home points from this article are that in cardiac arrest, TEE, unlike transthoracic echo, does not significantly prolong the interruptions in chest compressions. So that's a good thing. There was no significant difference though between TEE and manual checks. So you may still need a little bit more evidence to 
really strongly support doing transesophageal echo. Again, we don't, we're not advocating to stop doing transthoracic echo just because multiple studies have shown that it prolongs the time off the chest. Instead, we want you to just do transthoracic echo better. Just be smart about it so that you don't cause these unnecessary delays in perfusion. So again, I want to thank the authors for performing this study. Really important in, in moving forward with transesophageal echo. And thank you for listening. If you want to find out more about our podcast, you can go to ultrasoundgel.org, check us out on Facebook or Google+, or talk to us on Twitter where we'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll talk to you later. More pressure. More gel. More pressure. More gel. More pressure. More gel. More pressure. More gel. Hello.